You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Winter, spring, summer, fall. It doesn't matter what the calendar says. It's always baseball season and time for talking about your Minnesota Twins. This is the Twins Hot Stove Show, keeping you connected with your team with the latest news, moves, interviews, and more. We have the bases covered. Now, here is your host of the Twins Hot Stove Show, Chris Atterbury. Well, welcome back to the Twins Hot Stove Show. Chris Atterbury with you from our network headquarters here at Target Field. Now, over the course of the regular season, this is your epicenter for Twins baseball, but not the case right now. As of yesterday, pitchers and catchers reporting today, first full day of workouts and spring training is underway from the Lee County Sports Complex. We'll cover that throughout the course of the next half hour. Glad to have you with us on Facebook Live and all across our fine network here in the upper Midwest. Uh, A little bit of news to pass along. Chris Heisey will be part of that camp. Uh, He will be player number 54, uh, the veteran who Twins fans might remember for beating the Twins in that extra inning game in Washington a couple of years ago. Uh, Veteran outfielder has been been signed uh, to a minor league deal, he will be part of spring training. And the guy who's going to have to figure out where Chris Heisey and all of his cohorts are going to be on a minute-by-minute basis will join us now to kick off the show, and that's Twins bench coach Derek Shelton. How are you doing so far? I mean, you're, you're a full day of workouts in. Everybody get where they needed to be? Yeah, it was, it was a good day. We had a really good day. Staff did a good job. We got to see some guys uh, throw the ball around. We got some position players in that are uh, doing some op- optional work. So, yeah, it was a good first day. You've got a lot on your plate. Obviously, as the new bench coach, you and Paul have been working since the day you were hired kind of to get that synergy with one another and spend time together. How do you think? How do you like information presented and whatnot? You've had a ton of different roles around baseball, but what people might not realize is the pressure on you when it comes to spring training because you inherit the rather large task of kind of lining out where everybody's supposed to be on a daily basis. How is that process going, Uh, and is that something that you've done in the past? It's something that I've done not uh, fully responsible for, but kind of helping out. So in terms of fully doing it, yeah, it is definitely a new role. And uh, I've been very fortunate that uh, Sean Harlan, who works in our front office, from the day I was hired, has been helping me, you know, format the schedule and and get the information in from the past. And then with conversations from Molly and and Gene Glenn and uh, James Rousen and and Garvin and and all the coaching staff, just in terms of how they want to specifically do stuff. And, you know, especially with Jeff Smith right now, because we have catchers in here. And so it's that that's going well. And it's a situation where I'm I'm walking into where you have a pretty good structure and Molly knows what he wants. So uh, we're hoping it goes seamless. There's also that fine line, too, where you can say, okay, you guys have done it this way. I've been with some other clubs. We tried this. That worked for us in that particular case. Uh, so you have also an outside set of eyes that you're bringing to, to the whole equation. Yeah, I think so, and I think that's part of the, the conversations that, that Molly and I have been having, just you know, in different adjustments or different suggestions of, of things that, that I've seen you know, through the years in different camps and in different conversations of what works. And you know, one of the things I did do is I talked to some of the guys on our club. I talked to some guys that had previously been here in terms of what their thoughts were, how they were doing it. And then uh, definitely the most important conversations are with Molly because 
because it, you know at the end of the day, even though I'm facilitating the camp, it's it's his camp, and we're going to make sure we get done the work that uh, that he feels is best. Derek Shelton joining us, Twins' new bench coach and a longtime Major League vet, and I want people to get to know you a little bit, Derek. Obviously, very familiar with you from your days hitting coach with Tampa Bay, watching your guys uh, swing the bat against the Minnesota Twins. But you've held a, a variety of roles throughout a very lengthy career. Uh, when was your first camp? Let's just start there. Go back. Do you recall your first ever camp? First camp coaching, first big league camp was probably about 1999, and that was when I was with the Yankees, and I was a minor league coach, and I was basically the guy that threw BP and sat in the corner and tried to <laughs> tried to stay out of the way. We were we were talking about that last night that you know between James Rousen and, and Garvin and myself, like your first major league camp, I sat on the floor and was like the doorstop. So I think that was I was fortunate early on in my career. I worked in the minor leagues for the Yankees, so I was able to be around that camp during that dynasty and around some really good players and some really good people. So, you know, that, that was the first one. And, it, you know, you say veteran, it, it makes me feel old. But, yeah, I guess I am getting, out, getting to that point. Well, and we were, you know, we're going to talk about this with Phil Hughes a little bit later. His first camp would have been a Yankee camp in 05 or 06. But things have changed a little bit. I mean, in terms of not only how spring training is marketed to fans, but also, as you mentioned, you've got position guys who are in and, and ready to go long before the official report date. Uh, guys are expected to be here ready to go from the whistle as opposed to, you know, sweating out the offseason on a backfield. Things have changed a bit over the course of your time in this game. Yeah, they really have. I mean, I, I think it's a credit to players. I think they do a really good job of taking care of themselves. It's not in off season anymore. I mean, these guys take some time off and then they're in the weight room they get back on the field earlier and I think the probably the most important thing with that is we play eight days from now we have a game so when position players get here there's only three days and then we play a game against the University of Minnesota and then after that we get into our actual spring training schedule so it goes really fast and guys can't take the entire winter off they have to come in in shape they have to have their bodies in shape and I think with today's modern athletes and with technology and nutrition and all to it, you see guys that come into camp in really good shapes. It's not a get-in-shape camp. Now, in saying that, guys still have to get spikes on again. They still have to do the PFP there because regardless of the work they're doing in the wintertime, baseball shape is different, and that's how we use the beginning of spring training. So much can be overblown about spring training from a fan perspective. You know, this kid looks like the next big thing. This guy's washed up. Oftentimes the truth is nowhere near the extreme end of either of those arguments. Uh, But when you go through your career and you look back, can can a tone be set in camp for the way a season's going to unfold for a group? I think a tone can be set for how you're going to go about your business and the work you're going to do and the things that are important. And I, I think in just in my general conversations with Molly before spring training and even listening to him this morning just in front of the pitchers and catchers, I think when the manager talks about certain aspects in front of the club, they realize what's important, not only to him, but to the organization. And when you isolate, you know, maybe things you've done well in the previous year or things that you were a little deficient on, you can, you can put that. But it's more important the emphasis that we put on it through what we feel is the thing that's going to take us to the next level. Yeah, one of the things I love about your staff is that you guys all have different backgrounds, uh, extensive backgrounds, but I feel like no idea is a bad idea. Like it's a staff room where no matter who it is who brings something up, it's going to get consideration uh, in the room, and and it's a very open forum. Is that something that you felt uh, with this group? Yeah, very much so. You know, very fortunate that, you know, there's very few times where a bench coach job or, or a job opens on a staff of a team that's been to the playoffs 
and to be able to step in with this staff that has a really good synergy, they have a good flow, uh, they're very conversant, everybody has ideas, you know, you're alluding to the fact that we just finished our first day, and just asking the different guys, hey, what do you think about this, how can we do this better, it's a good situation to, to step into, and uh, it's exciting. You've worked with a lot of different folks and heard and been exposed to a lot of different ideas, brought a lot to the table yourself through the years. Who are some of the major influences on you throughout your coaching career? Well, I think a couple of them. You know, probably the two biggest is Gary Denbo, who's now the VP of player personnel for the the Marlins. He was a major league hitting coach. He I played for him. He hired me with the Yankees. And, and then also uh, – Rob Thompson, who's the third base coach, or I'm sorry, he's the bench coach for the Phillies now. He was with the Yankees for a long time. Those were guys that early on in my career, you know, kind of took me under their wing as a young coach and explained to me the do's and don'ts and, and how you do things. And I've also been very fortunate in the managers I've worked for in, in working for Eric Wedge and, and working for Joe Madden, uh, Kevin Cash at the beginning of his career, and uh, last year with John Gibbons. So I've been around guys that, that have some experience, that have different thought processes, do things different ways, and I've been able to talk to them and bounce ideas off them to just kind of progress my thoughts. Yeah, some really good baseball men on that list. No two ways about it. Derek Shelton is our guest. He's the bench coach for the Minnesota Twins. Uh, tell me one one spring training thing. If you had to pick of all the various elements of spring training, whether it be a drill, whether it be that you know the first game, whether it be just uh, you know being in the clubhouse as a unit for the first time uh, to start a campaign, is there one particular part of spring training that you cherish the most, or that you'd consider your favorite? I think the first day of full camp because, you know, you get back together as a family. You know, it's you spend seven or eight months with guys and then you, you walk away from them and you go with your actual family and spend time with your wife and kids. But when you get back into that full group setting where everybody's in camp and it, it's, it's go time, it's real, and just the relationships you forge. So I think the first day of full camp is, you know, like a little kid getting ready to go to an amusement park. Really excited because everybody's there and you know that uh, the good stuff's about to happen. Yeah, and somebody's probably going to throw up. I mean, so if it's <laughs> if you're going to stick with that analogy, we'll, we'll just we'll run it all the way to the end. Uh, Derek? I hope that does not happen. <laughs> I hope that is one thing that does not happen day one. Well, you got one full day with pitchers and catchers under your belt, Derek. We look forward to a great year here in 2018 and welcome to the Twins family. We'll catch up with you down the road. Alright, thank you very much for having me on, Chris. Alright, that's Derek Shelton. It's the Twins Hot Stove Show. We're just getting started starter we got phil hughes just around the corner right here on your home twins baseball this is the treasure island baseball network Welcome back to the Hot Stove Show. Warming up here. Nothing like the warmth in Fort Myers, of course, as pitchers and catchers' first full day of workouts here on Valentine's Day. Welcome, everybody, tuning in on Facebook Live and all across our network. And we are pleased to welcome from Hot Rod McCormick's office in Fort Myers, Florida, and the Lee County Sports Complex, Mr. Phil Hughes. Happy Valentine's Day, sir. Hey, same to you. Thanks for that intro. That was pretty good, wasn't it? Very specific, yeah. <laughs> I just want people to know where you are. You know, I don't want well, transparency. I'm in, I'm in Rod's chair as well, if you want to you know, get even more specific. All right, well, that's 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 almost crossing a line into the personal <laughs> nature of things. Hey, you know, your big league debut was way back in 07. When was your first camp? 05, 06 maybe? Uh, 06 was my first camp, yeah. Number 12. How have things changed in terms of just the general vibe around spring training from the, the wide-eyed kid in the Tampa Yankees clubhouse to uh, the veteran today? Not much really changes, you know. I mean, I feel like, for the most part, camps are kind of run the same way, which is good, you know, because you know what to expect coming in. And, you know, I'm surely a lot less nervous than I used to be back when I was a, <laughs> you know, 18, 19-year-old. And, you know, you got guys like 
Derek Jeter and Jason Giambi sharing lockers with you and stuff. But it's still exciting, you know, regardless. It's it's fun to, to get in here, especially how the last, you know, couple of years have gone for me. I'm really excited to to, uh, to get out there and, and, and be active again and, and on the mound. It's fun. Well, and even more fun when you can feel your fingertips. And so let's talk about that because everybody in spring training, the first thing, but when, when all the writers are done taking pictures of, like, the rosin bag on the rubber and, and the palm tree in the distance, everyone's like, how, do, how does a player look? How does player A look? Oh, he looks great. He looks great. You've looked great the last couple of years, but you haven't felt great. And it's been kind of a battle to figure out, A, what was wrong and then how to fix it. Where are you in that battle right now? Do you feel completely like yourself again? I do. I do. I feel like hopefully that battle's over, you know, and and hopefully I I feel as good as I look. And so far, um, you know, I do. So that's that's exciting. I, I've got to throw a couple of, uh, bullpens down here, and so far it's it's gone off pretty well. So I'm excited about that. And and yeah, like you said, I can you know feel my fingertips and and all that fun stuff. So I'm. You know, like I said earlier, just excited to, to get into some game situations because you can feel as good as you want in bullpens and stuff. But once you get out there in that competitive environment, you know, that's when, when things really start going. So, you know, it's uh, it's been it's been fun so far. And, and you know, obviously the first day is, is always exciting. But, you know, I'm, I'm eager for games, I guess. And you got a new pitching coach, uh, third Twins pitching coach you've had. And Garvin Alston's a guy with a big personality. No, you had a chance to meet him, uh, or you didn't have a chance to meet him because you, you couldn't get to Twins Fest uh, with that uh, fun kidney stone you were dealing with, which is always a great off-season uh, activity. Uh, how is uh, Garvin, and, and talk a little bit about the relationship uh, between a pitcher and his pitching coach. Yeah, so I didn't get a chance to go up to Twins Fest, but we did speak on the phone a few times this off-season, and he's just a great guy and, and really you know eager to, to work with the guys, and, and I like that type of stuff. You know, When, when you get a chance to, to have a bullpen session or whatever during spring training, you want to make the most of it because you know you're kind of limited you don't want to jump in and throw you know 60 pitches the first day out but it's good to have those conversations and talk and talk about philosophies and different things and you know at this point in my career it's kind of one of those things where I'm, I'm eager to to learn just as much as I did when I was a teenager and you know I'm, I'm all ears for for all that type of stuff and and so far Garvin I mean he's been you know amazing and to talk to and he just wants to work with guys and and so it's been uh, it's been great so far. Phil Hughes is our guest from Fort Myers where pitchers and catchers went through their first full day of workouts in the uh, hot Florida sun earlier today. Now, Phil, all the chatter offseason is Twins need a starter. Twins need a starter. Have to sign a free agent starter. Well, you've been that guy. You were that guy a couple of years ago. But also, at some point, you'll look around the room and say, hey, you know what? I haven't been physically myself for two years. I can be that guy again, and I'm already here. Right, yeah. I mean, that, that's my mindset going in, and, and, and I hope that, you know, some of the people around here feel the same way. And I also understand if they don't. You know, it's one of those things I have to go out and prove it before, you know, you can just all of a sudden rely on me for 30 starts, and I want to get back to that and, and that's you know what I expect of myself and you know I'm, I'm excited to to get going and you know try to get back to that you know picture that I was three years ago four years ago and you know but you have to at some point you have to prove it you know you can't just come in here and be like oh he's healthy and you know things should be great you know you have to go out there and uh, and show that you're back to what you were and you know I'm really excited to to do that because you know not only for myself personally just to, to prove that I can still do it but um, you know to hopefully you know fill a, a gap that we have and you know it should be fun. Now we've obviously seen you have great success before and a healthy Phil Hughes is a major plus for any major league clubhouse as you ramp up into spring training and into the first spring training games what's that process like for you obviously guys now they don't just hang out in the offseason they come in in shape you've been throwing especially when you're trying to you know get back to, to full health what is it in terms of mixing and breaking balls how many pitches you're throwing what is your routine like for the next week or so yeah so I, I came in you know having already thrown a couple bullpens and been throwing since November so you know I was already throwing you know all my pitches 
breaking balls, everything from the first day. So that that's always a plus because, like I was saying earlier, you know, sometimes these bullpens you don't get a ton of reps, but I like at least to be able to to work on everything, you know, and not just be like, oh, I'm just going to th- you know work on fastball command today. You know, I, I like the fact that I can you know throw my cutter, throw my curveball, throw changeup, sliders. You know, I, there's no limitations to what I can do. That was planned. You know, I wanted to come in and be able to to give it as much effort and throw as many pitches as I can from day one. That way I can you know get as many reps as possible because I haven't had those you know I've been off for so long so it's it's good to be able to to kind of throw everything in the mix and but everybody's different you know some guys will come in and it'll be their first bullpen and, that, and that's fine it works for them but you know I want it to be uh to be ready to go from day one and, and be able to throw everything and, and work on as many things as possible. You haven't been pushing trucks on the beach or anything like Jose? <laughs> No, I, I I stay away from that. But uh, yeah, I've, over the off seasons, I, I've come to find you know certain things that work for me and certain things that don't. And uh, yeah, yeah, flipping flipping tires and and uh, <laughs> trying to push you know semi trucks up hills is is uh, probably not the best idea for me. But you know, I, I get my work done in other ways. The healthy Phil Hughes joining us here on the Twins Hot Stove Show. We have to step aside. We'll join Phil a little bit later for some well some Winter Olympics commentary and some Valentine's Day advice. All coming up on your home for Twins baseball. Chris Atterbury welcoming you back to the Twins Hot Stove Show, Valentine's Day edition, and so many ways for you to enjoy our show all across our fine network here in the Upper Midwest, Facebook Live, and yes, we are podcastable. Wherever you go to find your favorite podcast, well, go ahead and uh, search Minnesota Twins, and you can find the Twins Hot Stove Show. A lot going on uh, with the Minnesota Twins. Obviously, pitchers and catchers already hard at work. And on Monday, the full team will report. You heard Derek Shelton reference that as his favorite day of the spring. Even more reason to look forward to Monday. On Monday, when the first uh, full squad workout actually occurs, will also be the official renaming at Hammond Stadium in the Lee County Sports Complex of Field 5 after the great Rick Stelmazic. It'll be Stelly Field, and that will happen officially on Monday. Now, between now and then, and again, Twins start playing games uh, a week from tomorrow, a week from Thursday against uh, John Anderson and the Golden Gophers. Uh, you can, between now and then, start doubling up your tickets uh, for the regular season. If you don't have season tickets already, why not? If you're not going down the route of season tickets, well, single-game tickets go on sale on the 17th. So if you've forgotten something for that special someone on Valentine's Day, boy, I tell you what, you can uh, maybe, maybe talk your way out of it if on the 17th you go down and you grab him or her a handful of uh, tickets to games that you know they're really going to want to see. So again, the 17th, that is when single-game tickets go on sale. We encourage you to go online and uh, grab those seats uh, while you can. In the meantime, we've got more Valentine's Day ideas as well as some Winter Olympics talk with Phil Hughes and Three Cuts when we return to the Twins Hot Stove Show on your home for Twins Baseball. You're listening to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Welcome back to the Twins Hot Stove Show, our final segment. We appreciate Derek Shelton joining us earlier today. And, uh, again, check out his infomercial uh, online, you'll uh, be buying one of those hidden sticks before you know it. And also Phil Hughes, who joins us again now to take three cuts. Maybe he's taking three cuts with that Derek Shelton hitting stick. I'm not sure. But, uh, Phil, let's start with uh, one major change in spring training, and that is that it is the total opposite body clock for baseball players. It's early mornings. You're done at noon. Usually you don't wake up till noon, some guys, in the middle of the regular season. Who is the one teammate in your clubhouse who is most notably not a morning person and not to be trifled with before they get a pound of coffee? Ooh, that's a tough one. I feel like it's half the room. Um, <laughs> I have this thing where I'm trying to cut out coffee too, so I may have, it may be me for all I know. Um, 
I share a locker with Zach Duke. Well, I don't share a locker, but he's next to me. Uh, Zach Duke. He's uh, he seems like he probably needs a good amount of coffee before he's before he's functional. There's there's quite a few guys, and like you were saying, you know, it's like all of a sudden you all you have to switch over in April. You're waking up at noon and not going to bed till two in the morning. But you know, for now it's you know six a.m. wake up calls, and there's quite a few guys that probably need that pick me up. But um, we we find a way to get through it, whether it's you know coffee or Red Bull or whatever it is. So there's probably not one guy specifically that you know needs it. I would say at least half the room is probably not morning people. Hey, Zach's got those three kids. He needs to get his rest while he's at the ballpark. There's no chance he's getting any sleep when yeah. he is at home. All right, number two, it's Valentine's Day. You are quite the accomplished uh, chef. Uh, so what oh, would you... Oh, oh, let me stop right there, Cook. I have not graduated from culinary school. Yeah, well, okay, I, you're I, not I a chef. My, I'm a home cook, yes. All right, you're 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 an accomplished uh, man about the kitchen. Well, uh, um, not quite master the culinary arts. So I'll, I'll take that. It is Valentine's Day. What could you suggest to uh, folks Folks out there who forgot to buy chocolates, card, balloon, flowers for uh, their loved one, uh, what what could you suggest maybe in the kitchen by way of a meal? Are you going to be chefing something up for your lovely bride tonight? I am, yeah. Well, my suggestion would be get out right now and go do that. <laughs> <laughs> You're running out of time. As soon as I get off the phone with you, that's exactly where I'm going. So it's going to be it's going to be flowers. And when I'm in the grocery store, I'll figure it out. But usually I like to make something that she likes. So, you know, whatever her, her favorite meal is. And usually it kind of involves fish. So I'll, I'll go that route. And, yeah, just uh, do something nice for uh, your wife, your girlfriend, your, you know, whoever. And, yeah, so that's what I'm going to do tonight. And But, yeah, my suggestion would be you need yeah, to start now. in your car right now because yeah, yeah. uh, time's running out. Turn off the radio and go handle this uh, very, very quickly. Last question. Well, finish, finish up the segment. <laughs> finish up the segment and then you can do it. Last segment, uh, Winter Olympics time. Now, you're a big hockey guy. Uh, I'm going to throw hockey out. You've got all these crazy events, and everybody likes to say, oh, you know, if I if I train for three years, I could do that. Well, you can't. We all, You right. can't. You can't do that. Everybody uh, needs to come to you're that realization. a conversation about curling. Yeah. Literally five minutes ago, curling was on. It's like, oh, I could do curling. It's like, eh, it might be a little harder than you think. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and you are in a room full of world-class athletes. So I'm saying you have to pick a, a teammate or two, and you have to send them to the Olympics in any sport to medal for us here. Who, who are you going to pick? Who in your clubhouse has the best chance? Because you're all freaks. You're all physical freaks, or you wouldn't be in the major leagues. Who has the best chance to actualize those uh, those dreams of so many? Who, who would you send? Man, that's tough. Well, for the Winter Olympics, I would have to start going down the list of guys that are like maybe from up north that have you know been on the ice and and maybe ski or do that type of stuff. Because you know baseball players generally are like warm warm weather guys. You know they're all kind of from the south. And you know myself being from California, you know you kind of see more guys from Texas and Florida and stuff like that. Not a lot of ice dancing uh, down there. Yeah, yeah. I mean Perkins was just on a snowboarding trip, so I don't know if he's any good, but. You know, <laughs> He doesn't count, I guess, anymore. He's not in the room. But, yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, I, I feel like everybody that says they'd be unreal at curling or, like, something like that, that's probably the names you throw out first because, you know, everybody that talks a big game is probably not the best. Man, that's a really good question. I will I mean, say what almost – What are we talking about? Well, I mean, every one of those good. German guys who's on looks like Kepler. They all look like they they could be related. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, you know, yeah I'd sure. say Max I probably. Max probably done some, some winter athletics. I don't know what you – Joe Maurer in the biathlon maybe, well, you know. Yeah, Joe can, Joe can do anything. So Buxton that, pushing uh, a bobsled. I don't know. <laughs> You guys have a couple more weeks to think about it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that, wasn't a, that wasn't a great answer, but you know, it's funny. You get around these guys and everybody can do anything, you know, <laughs> or at least they say. So. Joe, 
is the one guy that you automatically put in anything. It's ping pong, golf. You know, he's he's good at everything. So. All right. Well, you know what? Who knows? Years from now, maybe he'll be the curling skipper for uh, for Team USA. In the yeah, meantime, yeah. in the meantime, you guys get back to your baseball work and your uh, your work in the kitchen as well. Phil, it's great to have you healthy. Thanks for joining us on the Hot Stove Show, and uh, we'll catch up with you uh, down the road. Yeah, cool. Thanks for having me, Adbury. All right. That's Phil Hughes. This is the Twins Hot Stove Show. We'll be back again next week right here on your home for Twins Baseball. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.